that time. The Sports Talker. Here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday NFL edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. I am thrilled for the NFL season to finally begin tonight with my Green Bay Packers taking on the defending Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Back in the day when you played in this opening game, the Thursday night opening game at the defending Super Bowl champs place, it was uh, an automatic loss. But the last two years, the Super Bowl champ has lost. Uh, Again, last year, Baltimore had to go to Denver, so that was an understandable loss. But hopefully, uh, Green Bay can make it three straight for the opening game of Thursday night football. Uh, Obviously, college sports reign supreme here in Kentucky and especially in Louisville. But the NFL, I think everybody, there's very few people that I know that don't have a favorite NFL team. And and some of the fandom amongst those people is greater than others. But everybody in, in Louisville, uh, most people that I know, have a favorite NFL team. It seems like the majority might be the, the local team, Cincinnati or Indianapolis. But uh, for whatever reason, there's people that like teams all across the, the country, like I do with Green Bay. One of my former roommates was a Seattle fan, so we've been texting a little bit back and forth, previewing tonight's game. The last time that Green Bay played at Seattle was the fail Mary. We watched that game together. I was in college then, and uh, I was genuinely speechless after that game. I, I wasn't even really that mad because it was just such a ridiculous call. Uh, anyway, so excited about tonight's game. We're going to preview uh not so much that game. Well, I might talk about it a little bit more uh, again because I'm kind of excited about it and it's my radio show and I can do that if I want. But I am going to preview the NFL season a little bit, maybe just pick some division winners, some wild cards, uh, maybe even a Super Bowl uh, prediction. And Yates, if you want to play along, I'm going to let you make some predictions too. How does that sound? Sounds wonderful, TJ. That sounds good. Uh, got a lot to talk about on today's show and uh, I think the biggest news of the day isn't it doesn't really have to do much with sports it has to do with a 20 million dollar donation from Bill Gatton for the for UK and they're going to expand on the student center which is certainly big news for UK I'm going to talk more about that eventually on the show today I'm going to break down my my list of five things that UK's campus needs Uh, starting right now. So I'm not taking into account the updated student center that's expected to be finished by 2017 or in 2017. Uh, So, and that that will be a little bit of athletics and academic uh, priorities for UK in my top five list. So any UK student or UK alum will want to listen to that. And I I will... uh, want to hear your input on what you think, what UK's campus needs. It's moving in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. But uh, there's still some things, obviously, needs to work on to get better. And and I really think it's this is an arms race between uh, Louisville's campus and Kentucky's campus, and the loser is nobody because 
both of these campuses are drastically improving. Every time I go to Lexington, there's a new, and this is, I'm not exaggerating, there's a new building being built or a building being torn down that I hadn't seen the previous time. And I go to Lexington at least once a week. So that's really saying something about UK's campus and how it's changing. And then obviously people from Louisville and the Louisville area know just how far Louisville's campus has come. So uh, it really is an arms race. It seems like they're trying to one-up each other back and forth. And uh, both places are benefiting. I was talking with one of my friends that graduated from UK around the same time for me. And we were talking about how really, if, if we go, if we went back to UK in, in 10 years and walked around the campus, uh, obviously we'd be able to recognize a few things. Uh, obviously, anybody that went to UK that was on UK's campus, you know, some of the historic buildings are never going to change and never going to be taken down. But for the most part, there, there's going to be buildings, there's going to be dorms, there's going to be a lot of changes that uh, weren't there when we went to college. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate that these changes couldn't have happened just maybe a few years earlier and made my college experience and uh, newly graduated UK alumni's college experience just maybe that much better. But uh, again, better late than never, and they're moving in the right direction. We're going to talk more about that new student center here in a little bit. Turns out that Braylon Hurd uh, could be doubtful for the for the game against Ohio this weekend. I talked a little bit about that. That's a not a devastating blow by any means, but you do need him to get healthy. He is UK's best option at running back. I wasn't so sure about that. I thought Stanley Williams could prove himself to be the best option at running back. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Stanley Williams can't prove himself to maybe be the second best running back, but based on what we saw Saturday... It's clear that Braylon Hurd, I think, is a, a step above the rest. I, I still think JoJo Kemp is really good. And, and UK, like I've mentioned several times on the show, they have uh, plenty of depth. They have real SEC depth at running back. But you're going to need Braylon Hurd to be healthy for Florida if you want a chance to be able to win that game. So we will... Uh, talk a little bit more about UK football and their game against Ohio. We'll preview more of that tomorrow. Uh, I, I think I might do a new um, segment tomorrow where I give you five five games of the week if, if you're into betting college football. Uh, I, I don't necessarily like to do that, especially teams that I cover or play or, or that I uh, have covered. I just... As a journalist, it doesn't seem right to me, but that doesn't mean I can't pick games and try to help my listeners maybe win some money that bet. So we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if I feel comfortable enough doing that with the NFL. I hate NFL spreads. They're all very close. NFL games are are, are very unpredictable. So uh, look forward to that tomorrow. As for today, again, we're going to preview the NFL season a little bit. Uh, going to talk UK jerseys, too. There's a lot of whispers about what's going to happen uh, for Saturday's game, there could be a chance that you see uh, gray jerseys. There's been some hints put out there by UK that there there might be a change. Uh, everybody's seen the gray jerseys. You saw Drew Barker sport them off in a in a commercial that aired during the Super Bowl, and you you might just see him Saturday. My question is why why Saturday? I don't get why you'd want to uh, fans get excited about jerseys and maybe some of the older fans get kind of steamed about jerseys, but uh, a lot of fans will kind of get excited about it. it. It builds a little momentum and excitement. I just don't get really why you would waste them on Ohio. You saw in 2004 UK wear uh, 
throwback jerseys against Ohio. And those were my favorite jerseys that UK football has ever worn. And then they go and wear them and lose against Ohio. And you never see those jerseys again. Uh, this is the 10 year anniversary uh, of that game, a game that Kentucky was upset by UK's neighbors to the north. So there's some whispers that you might see gray jerseys on Saturday. Uh, and there was even a thread on Cats Illustrated, and I've seen some other blogs pick it up on this thread, but it was first posted at Cats Illustrated. There is a chance that UK could be wearing some really weird jerseys. And, and I'll not maybe not so much on Saturday, but maybe down the road. I, I don't think this rumor is true. And again, uh, first posted on Cats Illustrated House of Blue, and it's been popped up other places, so you probably have seen it, the rumor, and we'll talk more about that and just how crazy that is. Uh, uniforms, I, I don't care what people say. I, I don't care the people that, that say, wear whatever you want as long as you win. R uniforms matter. And there were tons, there was at least a dozen recruits uh, tweeting about Louisville's uniforms against Miami on a national televised game on Monday night. It matters. It does. They're, they won't help you win games, but they really can help you get recruits that can that can help you win games in the future. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, Brun DMC's wasting no time tweeting into the show, as I want uh, people to do every show. He brings up the fact that Josh Gordon might be working at uh, an auto, uh, a car salesman in Ohio. I think that would be a, a, a gimmick for sure. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea. Uh, I, I think Josh Gordon pr should probably just lay low, get better at football, and, and make a really big comeback next year, show people that he's clean, he's sorry for what he did. Instead, it kind of seems like he's staying in the news. And while we're on the topic of Josh Gordon, I, there are some people on Twitter and I need to talk about Twitter, too. I feel like I'm moving a mile a minute right now on the show, but there's so much to talk about. Uh, there is uh, – they're, they're talking about change in Twitter. I'll talk about that later. What a disaster that would be uh, and what an overreaction on Twitter that that would, that would be. But speaking of Twitter, uh, people hate it on Twitter when you talk about your fantasy team. And I don't really get why. Guess what? If you don't like it, just either one, unfollow the person if they do it forever. Two, just scroll. Big deal. People make such a big deal when somebody posts their fantasy team or they'll make the most sarcastic tweets about it. Who cares? Some people do like that. It does give input and it might help them with their team. And as you all know and listen to my sh the, the, those that listen to the show on a regular basis, uh, they know that I like to talk about my fantasy team. And I'm going to do it again right here. Yates, so you've been following along because you, you're, you're forced to listen to the show every day. Uh, but you, you've weighed in and given me some insight before. Obviously, the wheels on my team had fallen off before the season had even started. Uh, Wes Welker suspended four games, also got a concussion, his third in 10 months. Uh, Josh Gordon, who I took a, a risk on, not thinking that he'd be able to play right away, but gets suspended the whole year, which I don't know if I really necessarily expected that. Uh, I, so I did something kind of crazy last night, night Yates, and I, I made a trade, uh, and I want to get your opinion on if you think I'm better for it. And those listening, tweet in what, what your opinion is as well. Uh, so it's a PPR league. It's a keeper league. Uh, I don't have much depth. 
I've got Wes Welker out for the out for four games. I'm going to keep Josh Gordon because I need keepers. So I, I'm I'm down a bench spot. So I traded Marshawn Lynch and Darren McFadden for Roddy White, Mark Ingram, and Jacquees Bell of Detroit. Now remember, I do also have Reggie Reggie Bush. So Yates, what do you think about that? Got rid of Marshawn Lynch. Um Wow, that's uh that's a pretty blockbuster trade there. That is a big trade, especially for the season not even starting. But I, I, I admit I panicked a little bit. I was getting worried about my team. I didn't want my season to be over before it started. But uh, I, I maybe should have just been a little more patient and waited to see how it played out. Now I've got a starting lineup of Tony Romo, Roddy White, T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Bush, and Bell. So I've got the Detroit backfield. Uh, Greg Olson, Chris Johnson. It's not a great team by any means. I'm actually predicted to put up the lowest amount of points this week in the league. Not by much, just by about 10 or 15 points. It's pretty even and balanced throughout. Uh, so I up I upgrade at wide receiver for sure. Downgrade big time at running back, but I do get a little depth at, at the position. Uh, what do you think, Yates? Well, I personally... If drafting and, and Marshawn Lynch had been there uh, at, say, four, five, or six, somewhere around there, I probably would have avoided him personally. I think he's due to start his career decline this season. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to fall down in the levels of, of a Reggie Bush or a Joyt Bell. Um, I mean, you did get better at receiver – I mean, I think with those two running backs in that offense, I mean, you might be okay. I don't know. I don't have a huge problem with it, but you're, you are pretty far down the ranks of, of running backs now. I am, and this is what I'm hoping, and we got a tweet in from Rob Blackhawk who said he likes to hear about my fantasy team because it makes him feel better about his. Uh, a real low below from a regular listen, listener and Rob, so thanks a lot. Uh, here's, here's the good part about this trade and the bad part about it. The good part is, let's say Reggie Bush didn't, let's say it ended up Bell getting the majority of the carries, the majority of the play. Uh, I, I would have been in big trouble and I obviously still would be in big trouble but at least I'd have Bell there to to take that load uh, now I, I need Chris Johnson to to have a good year and I need him to really beat out Chris Ivory I need him to show some flashes of his former self again is that is that maybe asking too much probably is but I do need him to be to, to do a good job uh, but now I do find myself in a situation where when if Wes Welker when he comes back, assuming he's healthy and he can put up similar numbers to years past, and that's not a safe assumption, I will have a wide receiver core of Roddy White, Wes Welker, uh, and then if I want to use T.Y. Hilton in the flex, I can do so. Uh, if Mark Ingram ends up having a big year and beating out Pierre Thomas uh, uh, and and Robinson down in New Orleans and getting the majority of the carries, I can I can play him at the flex. So I'm definitely going to have some options. I just don't necessarily have the star power. Uh, and I, and I love Marshawn Lynch. This is a keeper league, and he's been one of my keepers for years now. He's great, 
but I just don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna work out for Lynch winning a Super Bowl, uh, getting a huge nice contract. Uh, I don't know how motivated he's going to be to really put up big numbers again, and I don't know if he's necessarily going to care if he gets fewer carries because he's got everything he needs right now. And, and again, I, I think he's certainly a better option than uh, Bell. But when you've got a, a, a team kind of on the ropes like mine, I, I felt the need to get some depth and maybe a little stability. Uh, and I'm, I'm starting people. Everybody on my starting lineup right now could put up big numbers. I don't think it'd be a surprise. And also it's a PPR league, and I've got a lot of people that are going to catch a lot of passes, uh, whether they're running backs or wide receivers. So, again, uh, not a trade that I would have liked to have to make, but I just felt it, it necessary. And uh, it, it, it really, again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me to root against Marshawn Lynch, but if he's going to have a down year, I think this is the year. I would be okay with it happening this season. But, again, being a big Packers fan, guess who I go against tonight, Yates? Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb. So this is where fantasy kind of becomes uh, problematic as a fan. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I want Green Bay to win. That's my first priority. I've had I've, I've heard, actually, a lot of debates, and I, I find it interesting for NFL fans and their fantasy teams and when they're in situations like this, I know some people that don't care about their team, uh, about their team they root for in reality. They'd much rather have their fantasy players do well, and if that means their team loses, then so be it. Uh, for me, I want Rodgers and Cobb to do well. I want them to do well enough to get a win in Seattle. Uh, for me, though, if they don't do well, then it softens the blow a little bit. It makes me feel a little bit better if they have bad games, Seattle wins, Green Bay picks up a loss. At least it can help my fantasy chances. Uh, again, rooting for them to do well. well. We'll see. This is the big dilemma for NFL football fans when your fantasy and reality come head-to-head with one another. Uh, but I'm excited for the fantasy season to start. I'm excited for the NFL season to start. I guess while we're talking NFL – Let's uh, let's do some predictions before we head to our first break, and then maybe we'll let those predictions um, we'll we'll throw them out there and see if we get any feedback on them. Yeah, so uh, NFL season, I, I, a lot of the same powers from last year expected to to put a, to to win divisions and go to the playoffs this year. Uh, that that obviously happens a lot in the NFL. There's not really any breakthrough teams, in my opinion. I think the Falcons obviously are going to have a much better year because they're healthy. I think Green Bay is going to have a much better year because they're healthy. But let's start with the AFC, Yates. Let's start in the AFC East. Uh, this seems like it's been the case for a decade now, over a decade now. Uh, obviously, the Patriots win that division, correct? Yep. I think the Jets are going to be a lot more competitive, and I think they're going to start getting back to some of the early years of Rex's uh, tenure in New York, but still not enough to beat the Patriots. Uh, AFC North, now this is uh, this is a, a, a division where anything, nothing would really surprise me short of the Browns winning the division. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Steelers. I, I do think that they're... Uh, it's it's time that they get back to where they were a few years ago. I think defensively they're getting younger and a little bit better, uh, and then I think Ben Roethlisberger might have one last push in them. So I'm going to go Steelers winning the North this year. Well, while I'm not entirely sold on Andy Dalton, 
as the quarterback in Cincinnati, I think they ultimately win the division. I think the defense is is good enough to to pull them through when he struggles. And I mean, I, I mean, really, he's been a pretty good quarterback as far as the regular season goes. So I, I think there there's enough there that, that Cincinnati wins that division. It's certainly a lot of offensive talent there, and a pretty good defensive team uh, in Cincinnati. It's just I. I Feels sometimes I feel so bad for Cincinnati sports fans. They're just stuck with such a mediocre team, but really it can't get too much better offensively in Cincinnati than what they have right now in terms of the weapons they have. All right, let's go to the AFC South. Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going with the Houston Texans. I, I'm I'm jumping on this bandwagon here. Uh, I, I know the the listeners in Indiana aren't going to be happy about that, but I think defensively. They've got it figured out offensively. They've got weapons. They obviously have some uh, questions at quarterback, but I I think the defense is really going to carry them in this weak, weak division. It comes down to Houston and Indy. I'm taking Houston. Um, That's that's a a sneaky good pick there, I think. Um, We'll see. I'll I'll hold out judgment on Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Arian Foster obviously has the injury issues, but I mean they certainly have enough on defense to keep them in – pretty much every game and if Fitzpatrick can be at least serviceable and and Foster or his backups can be serviceable they have a very good shot at winning that division so I'll I'll uh I'll agree with you there I think they can pull it out oh wow the upset uh Houston pick for both of us uh, I know Brun DMC and uh, uh a daily listener is not going to like that pick because he's a big Colts fan AFC West uh, Got to go with the Broncos. Uh, the, uh, maybe one of the better divisions in football, with the exception of the Oakland Raiders. The AFC West is really talented. A lot of people are expecting big things out of San Diego. Obviously, Kansas City has the best running back in the league, uh, but it's it's still Peyton Manning's division, and it will be until he retires, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely Denver. All right, let's go with your two two wild card teams. Uh, my first one's going to be the Bengals. I, I do think they're good enough to make the playoffs. It seems like uh, they always play in that opening round game in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think they're good enough to get there. So I will go with uh, you know what I'm going to go with the local teams in Cincinnati and India as my wild card teams. Um, it it kind of hurts not taking a team out of the AFC West, but it's such a loaded division. I think they're going to beat up on each other a little bit. Uh, so, Cincy and Indy is my two wild card teams making the playoffs. I think I'm going to have to go with Indianapolis and San Diego to make the wild card in the AFC. That's uh, I think that's a, those are solid picks. I obviously think if we pick Houston to win the division, we have to find a way for Indy to get in to the playoffs because the South is so bad. It should be four wins against the Titan, uh, Titans and Jags combined. Uh, maybe split that with the with the Texans. So that's you know, of five wins in your division, you only need a few more in the regular season to make the playoffs. So I, I do uh, think they'll definitely make it. And then where we go with uh, San Diego, that's a solid pick. Uh, Cincy is my pick. You basically had Cincy in there over Pittsburgh. Uh, so we'll see. Fun predictions there. All right, let's do the NFC real fast uh, before we have to go ahead to commercial break. NFC East, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They've They've got it. Uh, they've got all the offensive weapons you need to win a division. Uh, defensively, 
they're okay, but you know what what team in the NFC East, East is great defensively. Uh, so I think Philly wins that division. Um, I'm not a fan. The NFC East is always playing on Sunday or Monday nights and always in the spotlight and getting prime time coverage uh, for being a relatively bad division. But the rivalries in that division are as fun as they get. Uh, so I don't mind it as much. But taking Philly in the East, Yates. Uh, well, as a pseudo Cowboys fan, it, it pains me to make this pick. But I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I, I really like Chip Kelly and what he's doing in Philadelphia, and they have a lot of weapons. So I think Philadelphia probably wins that division. Yeah, it, it they it, he he's starting to get things rolling up there, and uh, I think he's starting. Foles is getting comfortable with him. He's getting comfortable with Foles. So I think they're going to take a step in the right direction. It might be a sneaky pick to go far in the playoffs. Uh, I think it depends if they can get some of those games at home. NFC North. Uh, I, I'm I'm going Green Bay, although I think you could make a really good case for Chicago. I think you could make a really good case for Detroit, uh, but I, I still think with healthy Green Bay lineup, and if they stay healthy, they should be okay. Uh, last year they did not stay healthy, had a terrible stretch, and still found a way to to win the division. So it's still must much like Peyton Manning uh, owns the AFC West. Aaron Rodgers owns the NFC North, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's Green Bay, assuming they can stay healthy, which is, I mean, obviously not a given, but yeah, I think they just have too many weapons to not win the division. Should be a big year for Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, the former UK star. Uh, NFC South, this is another fun division, in my opinion, in, in terms of the rivalry, the playing style. Uh, and you do have, I think, three good teams with the Buccaneers getting better, but obviously still a little ways away. I'm going to go the Falcons. Uh, maybe it's me watching too much hard knocks, uh, but they have a ton of weapons on offense. I think Matt Ryan is poised to have a big year. Obviously, Drew Brees is really good, uh, and the Saints have plenty of weapons themselves and maybe the best pass catcher in the NFL and Jimmy Graham. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Falcons as uh, they're going to rebound well this year and win the South. I do think the Falcons rebound, but I don't know if they rebound enough to overtake the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints win that division. That's a, a solid pick. NFC West, a, a really another. Uh, it, this is the great thing about the NFL is I'm talking about how fun all these different divisions are in the NFC West. West is really probably. Uh, I know earlier in the uh, in my radio career on the sports talker, I, I mentioned the NFC North as being maybe the best division. Uh, it's probably yeah, it's probably the NFC West heading into this year. Uh, the Vikings hurt the NFC North enough where the NFC West, I feel, is better. Uh, I'm going to go Seattle. Uh, I, I do think it's going to be really competitive across the board. Uh, but right now, Seattle is is the team to beat defensively. They're uh, they're they're the best team in the division and maybe the NFL. Um, I think that the NFC West is. Probably without question the best division in the NFL. Um, I think there's not, and there's not really any reason to pick against the defending Super Bowl champions as far as winning that division. So I'm going to go with Seahawks. All right, and two wild card teams. Uh, I really, I, I really like Detroit, and I think they're going to uh, to find a way to make the playoffs. And this is really tough. The NFC is really, really good. If you don't win your division, there's. Uh, it, it's going to be tough for you to make the playoffs because I, I'm picking Detroit as kind of a sleeper team to make the playoffs, but that means uh, none of the other teams in the NFC East is going to make it, in my opinion, and that either means I have to pick between uh, New Orleans, San Francisco, 
Arizona, which is going to be obviously a really good team. Uh, but I'm going to go Detroit and New Orleans as the teams that round out the NFC. I have San Francisco not making it. Clayby116, another listener who listens uh, virtually every day. He's a huge 49ers fan. He's not going to like that prediction at all. Uh, so I, I've got Detroit and New Orleans rounding out the playoff, playoffs in the NFC. Uh, this is a tough couple of picks for me. I have some – I think I think second place from any of the north, south, or west divisions could – win the wild card but i will go with I, I really like chicago but i don't know if their defense is good enough to to get the wild card spot so i will go with atlanta out of the south and probably a bit of a surprise pick and i i was going to say either either arizona or st louis whoever finishes second in that division i think one of those teams passes san francisco but i don't think st louis has a good enough offense with Especially, I mean, especially without Sean or Sam Bradford and out of Sean Hill, out of, who knows what he'll do. So I'll go with Arizona sneaking into wow. the with the wild card That's spot. Very interesting, a very interesting pick there. We had uh, I think five of the, five of the six same teams in the NFC there, uh, with the exception being I had Detroit and you had Arizona, both sleeper picks. So nobody had San Francisco, who to me. I mean, they add Stevie Johnson on offense. They're, they, they've got a lot of good receivers there, a, a lot of guys that can uh, – a lot of options for Colin Kaepernick, and I think he's only getting better. But it, it is a tough division. All right, we'll come back. We'll maybe pick our NFC championship game, our AFC championship game, and a Super Bowl prediction. But we've got to head to a break right now. We're already running late. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. We're back. Second segment of the Sports Talker. Uh, fun first segment, previewing the NFL. We're going to finish that up right now. And i got to get back to more UK news. Uh, a lot to talk about on today's show. So, Yates and I picked our playoffs, playoff teams. Both had... And the AFC, uh, we had New England in the east. In the north, I had Pittsburgh. He had Cincinnati. Both had Houston in the south. Both had Denver in the west. Uh, we both had Indy as a wildcard team. And then I had Cincy where he had San Diego. So I guess there was, we, we both had five, uh, six teams. So not a lot of. Uh, mixing it up between Yates and me. And then in the NFC, both had Philly in the in the east, Green Bay in the north. I had Atlanta in the south. He had New Orleans. We both had Seattle in the west. I had Detroit as a wildcard team with Atlanta. He had New Orleans with Arizona. Again, five of the same teams. So now let's make our NFC championship game predictions, our AFC championship game predictions, and then a Super Bowl prediction. Uh, in the AFC, uh, again, I, I'm really sold on Denver. I'll have Denver beating 
New England. It's just that's not a very sexy pick. I'm not even crazy about New England. I just think the AFC is really not that good. Uh, I really think Indy might have a good chance to 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 make it to the AFC Championship game, but I'm going to take some of the more experienced guys and go with a, a Denver versus New England AFC Championship game. What about you, Yates? Uh, I think it's going to be Denver against New England in the AFC Championship game. I, however, think that as much as I'd like to see Peyton Manning win his second Super Bowl, I think New England maybe pulls it out this year. All right, and then in the NFC, uh, I'm I'm certainly biased, but I'm going to have Green Bay in the NFC Championship game versus Atlanta. I really like Atlanta this year. I, I think eventually Seattle's run is going to come to an end. It's very rare for teams to go back-to-back. It doesn't happen often. Uh, I don't think it happens this year. Uh, so I have a Green Bay-Atlanta NFC Championship game. Yates, uh, who, who's in your NFC title match? I'm going to go with Green Bay as well to take on the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm going to go with Green Bay to win that game. Uh, I hope you're right about that. Uh, I'm going with a Super Bowl of Atlanta versus Denver. I, I think that who wins the Atlanta-Green Bay NFC title game is really going to come down to who hosts it. And uh, I imagine Atlanta might have a better season, a regular season than Green Bay. So I imagine they might host that game. So I'm going to go with Atlanta versus Denver in the title game. And then Denver finally, Peyton Manning gets his uh, second Super Bowl. So Broncos beat the Falcons in, in a very offensive friendly Super Bowl matchup. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. Over the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Wow, uh, I would I would be perfectly okay with that. That would be a nice little rematch of '96. So that's that sounds good to me. Yates, uh, interesting. All right, so that's our NFL predictions. Uh, I'm curious uh, if you're listening and you like to tweet in. Let me know what you think. We've got Denver. And Green Bay went in the Super Bowl this year, and I'm not the one that picked Green Bay. For everybody out there that knows me, knows how big of a of a Green Bay fan I am. Brun DBC tweets in and says, "You're crazy if you think the Texans will be able to put together an offense." Also, I'm incredibly biased. I, I do think they're going to be able to put together an offense because they have the weapons. Uh, again, everybody for the time being is healthy. We'll see if that holds up. If it doesn't, then. Uh, certainly, that might change things, but I, I really think they've got something special going on with their defense down there, something that's definitely going to be able to slow down the Colts. And then he says, best NFL trash talk I've heard today, why are the Falcons and Chick-fil-A both in Atlanta? Because neither show up to work on Sundays. That's a good one. If I had drums, I'd be playing them. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, I, I, I expect big things out of the Falcons this year. I really do. Uh, and again, maybe it's just because of hard knocks. Who knows? Uh, also got this link sent in about the Green Bay-Seattle game tonight. Uh, Seattle cops are going to be dressed up as Green Bay fans. And if a Seattle fan is unruly or says something inappropriate to this hidden cop, this Green Bay fan decked out cop, they will be uh, uh, ejected from the game. 
escorted out of the stadium and possibly, uh, depending on how serious it is, maybe taken to jail. I've heard about this for a while, and I forget of the, uh, of the first place I, I heard doing this. I've heard it at the college level. I don't know. Uh, and again, Brun DMC said he's heard that uh, he was at a game in Philly when they were playing the Steelers, and fans he saw fans get thrown out for, by undercover cops. Uh, so he's the only person I've actually heard of cops doing this. I've heard this ha- at, at multiple stadiums of fan of cops dressing up undercover to bust rude fans. But how how much of this is maybe just uh, trying to scare people away from doing this? Uh, and it might just be their way. I mean, how how would you know? I, I think if, you, if this got out there and and the fans knew about it, then obviously you might not risk it. Or you will, and it does, or it doesn't really apply to you, and you don't really care. But it might just be something to scare the fans into not being rude to visiting fans. Uh, again, don't know for sure, but I, I've rarely heard of places that have done this actually have any consequences to it. So we'll have to see. Fun that my uh, girlfriend texted the show and said the Browns are a lock to win the Super Bowl this year. If only Johnny Manziel was starting and Josh Gordon was healthy, uh, that that would be the. I would agree with you. For the time being, though, it's not looking looking so hot. So fun breaking down the NFL. My NFL picks might have to put those on Twitter. Get get some feedback. See what people think of that. Uh, Brun DMC says Philly and Pittsburgh fans aren't the most cordial. That, that's obvious. Get that. Still though, it might, it's just a good way. It's, it's a good way to scare people without actually having to do it. But anyway, so UK is getting a, a big donation, uh, $20 million from Bill Gatton for student center. Uh, Bill Gatton has now donated uh, over $45 million to UK, and that's uh, that's a lot of money. So they're going to expand the student center. They hope to get this done by 2017. I had expressed on Twitter that if you're going to spend that much money, I think it could have went to other places. And I'm, I'm curious what people think, UK students and UK alumni that have walked through that campus and been to that student center, uh, what their opinion is. My, I, I, I don't, the student center again, I haven't been to a ton of student centers throughout the SEC and especially throughout the country. I've been to Louisville's and I, I don't think Louisville's is that bad either. Uh, and, and I do think Kentucky's maybe is slightly better, but it's, they're very comparable. It's not like either one were super outdated uh, in my opinion. So I don't know if the student center is something that they need. It's, is it the nicest looking thing on campus? Is it nicest looking thing uh, with its exterior? No. But inside's fine. It, no complaints. It's got some of the more modern classrooms on campus. But if that's what he wants that money to be spent towards, uh, then it's $20 million. I, I don't think anybody can complain too much. But I made a list of the five things uh, UK needs more than an, well, not even more than an updated student center because an updated student center was number five for me. Uh, that's out of the five things I would go updated student center. 
And some of these things that are going to be on this list may or may be coming. Uh, it has to do with athletics and academics. So, and, and UK's come a long way. They've done a lot. I, I So number five for me is an updated student center. That's something all students can get involved in and, and use. And uh, you go there for food. You go there for classes. You go there for uh, fun. There's always clubs meeting there, whatever it may be. Uh, so that that's what I think UK it, it needs it, but it needs some other things for uh, more. And that goes to number four, which is uh, just a ginormous parking lot somewhere. Don't know where, but somewhere. Uh, the parking around UK again. I'm sure every university people complain about parking. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of room. For a lot of students, for a lot of teachers, for, for a lot of faculty, uh, but just somehow make a ginormous parking lot somewhere. Make it underground, make it above ground, uh, make it at ground level. I don't care. UK needs more parking, uh, and with that, maybe you can retire the UK parking police, which is uh, awful and just, just terrible. Uh, number three for me is something that will be built and is in the process. Uh, new football facilities all around the board, and that should be ready in the next few years. Uh, I'm not going to put UK Stadium upgrades in my top five because that's actually being worked on as we speak, uh, but they need new football facilities, and that's coming. That's big for UK. That should, uh, that should help the football program for sure. Number two for me is... Better dining options. I think more money needs to be spent towards better dining options on UK's campus. Uh, UK students know about Commons, the all-you-can-eat buffet. It's okay, not great. Uh, UK students know about uh, Ovid's. A lot of a lot of students like Ovid's. Mostly girls. Guys preferred Klayer. Klayer supposedly back now after being torn down. I don't know if they still have spicy fingers. Who knows? That was pretty good. And the places inside the student center basically were just Chick-fil-A and Sbarro, which I guess Sbarro's not even around anymore, so I imagine that's not even there. I'm just going back to when I was in college, again, which was a few years a few years ago. So better dining options. Get some awesome fast food restaurants. Uh, get some better just campus restaurants. Name them whatever you want. Put them wherever you want. I'm sure the new student center will get some places like that. Uh, but you need more of them, and you need them spread throughout campus. And the number one thing UK needs, and this is actually serious, is they need a better classroom building. Anybody that went to UK had a class in Whitehall, and that place is the most depressing place to have a class. It's old. That's outdated. It, it's dark. It's gloomy. It's, it's not very inviting. It's not the most fun place to have a class. And I talked about on Twitter today, after Green Bay won the Super Bowl in 2010, I guess actually it was 2011, but the 2010 season, I had a uh, Super Bowl, obviously, is on Sunday. I had an, a class at 8 a.m. I had a test that I could not miss. No way around it. I tried. Trust me, I'm really good at uh, BSing teachers and getting – extensions or uh, making up excuses for taking tests later or earlier. I tried everything in my arsenal to get out of that test. Couldn't do it. 
So then I had to wake up at 7.30. I had a few drinks the night before celebrating Green Bay Super Bowl win. Had to walk in 20-degree weather. I think it was snowing. It was just terrible to Whitehall and sit in and take a test in Whitehall for 50 minutes. It was the uh, – and ever since then, I just hated that classroom building. It needs to be updated, make going to class a little bit more fun. So I, I think if you were going to spend $20 million, I think that's – where you'd spend it. Let me know what you think. Tweet in at T Walker Rivals. We're going to head to our last commercial break. Running behind on the show today. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. And we're back. One final segment here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Uh, It's been a fun show today. A lot of predictions and lists, and I think everybody loves uh, a good prediction and a a solid list. Uh, I, I rated the top five things UK's campus needs. And uh, number five was an updated student center. Number four, a ginormous parking lot. Number three, uh, updated football facilities. That's on its way as, as well as an updated student center. So two of these are on the way. Better dining options. Uh, that should be on its way with the new student center. I'm not 100%, 100% sure, but you'd think uh, UK's campus needs to have better dining options. After your freshman year, there was really nothing – no reason to go eat on campus. I think I speak for most most UK alums in saying that. And then number one, uh, a better classroom building. That that one is actually serious. Uh, better dining options. I'm just kind of being a, uh, a you know a, a college kid. Obviously likes to eat. So that that maybe they they could spend their money on better things than that. Although that would be appealing for a lot of future students. Uh, Clay B116 says, I actually don't think Whitehall is that bad. Uh, the bathrooms and elevators are the only things I think need updating in Whitehall. Whitehall is mainly used for generic classes. You don't need special technology in those. But that's my point is that it's a classroom. It's a it's probably UK's biggest classroom building on campus. I mean, it certainly is. And it is generic classes. So every student that has ever gone to UK has had a building or has had a class in the in the classroom building at Whitehall. You need to, to make it nicer, make it appealing. And, and when you have students tour campus, you say, hey, this is where you definitely will be having some classes. Uh, maybe not all your classes, but you will have a few here. And look how nice this place is. Uh, this is cutting uh, edge technology, everything you'd want in a classroom building. And look, it looks fun. They've got this and they've got that. And it, it looks more inviting than just this depressing old building right here. Uh, and can't believe you're uh, the elevator. Who cares? It's only a three-story floor. I hope Clay B116, you weren't taking the elevators. Uh, and, and as far as the bathroom, the bathrooms are fine. No, no major complaints. Uh, anyways, I, I, I teased the jersey idea that there's rumors of a new jersey, and that jersey uh, is not a, a jersey that I don't think is really going to happen. Uh, what people are talking about is 
a kind of a metallic, a, a blue with metallic numbers and stripes, uh, all blue with kind of metallic lettering and, and this sort of deal. And then a helmet, uh, a, a matte type of helmet with yellow outlining, bringing back the old school yellow. Again, you can read more about that at Cats Illustrated and other blogs for the full details of the new uniform outlined uh, and how it would look. I don't think that's a legit option. Uh, it would be fun, though. UK is certainly getting more out there with their jersey options, and they could be wearing gray. I, I think it'd be dumb to. I think it's going to be stupid if they do wear gray against Ohio. It seems like that's what they're going to do. It's a wasted opportunity to maybe draw more fans. Anyways, we're running out of time. Uh, go Pack Go. Hope they're able to beat Seattle tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it and more UK and U of L news here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Thanks for listening. To my old Kentucky home, my old Kentucky home. Uh, they say welcome to the 502. Take the Jordan boy, show them how Kentucky do. Oka Priest Classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget 270, we hitting two. Song Collie Blue, Grand Song Collie.